You're listening to All Marine Radio on the All Warrior Radio Network. Now I've been um, I've been keeping an eye on the documentary called "I Married the War" for a while. I got a chance to take a look at it, and uh, there's a line in in the documentary that I use in post-traumatic winning, and uh, that line is that. Uh, I think it's a it's a wonderful piece of wisdom uh, that comes from a Marine. I think it was a Lance Corporal PFC in Vietnam. And um, and when I talk about the way life is, uh, life only w- moves in one gear, and that gear is drive. It does not go in reverse. And and we when you um, when you go through traumatic events. Um, oftentimes, you know, you feel damaged and you struggle and people say very insensitive things like, I wish you could just be the way you used to be. And the problem is you're trying hard to be that person that you used to be, but there's a whole lot more stuff in there and you can't unsee it. You can't unexperience it. And so, um, and so, When I heard that line in the documentary, I thought, that is such an awesome way to say it, right? Is that um, I have to become a better version of me. And so um, joining me is, I think she's one of the executive producers of the film, and that is Betty Rogers. Betty, is that your official title? Hi, Mac. Um, it is actually I'm actually um, a co-producer and a co-director with my husband Ken, and Ken, uh, we do Ken. have an executive producer. Oh, but um, yeah, she's uh, that's Norma Jaeger, and uh, but we're the official co-producers. And, Got it. Uh, been quite a trip. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, before we talk about your event coming up on Saturday, um, can we talk about I've Got to Be a Better Version of Me? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that line, as I just said. I talk about it every time I do post-traumatic winning because I think it's a, it is a, a great way to articulate the requirement, life's requirement, post-trauma as you try to go about living a great life. And I remember when I heard it, um, uh, and you can, you can set the characters, but as I recall, um, it's a wife recounting the story of um, she deciding that um, because he was struggling so much and the different episodes of anger and whatnot were the way it was impacting their family, um, they went to see a family counselor. And the family counselor interviewed the kids, interviewed her, interviewed him, got them all together, and uh, and gave them the bad news. 
or the good news or whatever. And um, and then mm-hmm. they, I think they went for a walk. And she said, he looked at me and he said, I have to become a better version of me. And I just thought it was so wonderfully said and it communicates in a very short, you know, very short, you know, sentence. Um, the requirement after you go through trauma, um, because you hear people say so often, you know, you know, I, I'm just struggling to get over it. Um, and and the way I sew all that together is you're not ever going to get over it. And what you have to learn to be is a better version of you because you can't be the version that you used to be. And so um, can you give us the backstory on that? Uh, well, you've pretty well covered it. Uh, Francine Jones is talking about her husband, uh, Bruce, um, and that's exactly what happened. They they went through family therapy, and um, and I think what's the most poignant thing to me with that comment about being better was that um, he really didn't realize how he was affecting his family. I mean, he had to have um, seen it, but just hadn't really absorbed how he was affecting everyone with his issues, his um, drinking, drugs, uh, anger. And uh, so that's that's what really strikes me is that, you know, you get so your own views and, and the horrible, horrific things you've been through and, and you just sort of come into yourself. And, and so by opening his eyes and looking outward, um, he realized that he could do something about this and that he'd save his family. I mean, the kids said, Mom, why don't you divorce him? And she said, because I know there's not the person that, you know, that I met and married. This is a different person, and she's and basically, I know he's still in there. And uh, that's when they decided to get counseling. Uh, as you could tell, I mean, I that thing is seared into my brain. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, but I, I haven't found a better way to articulate um, the requirement on the backside of trauma. Um, as I said, I mean, life has one gear, that's drive, right? There is no reverse mm-hmm. and you can't undo it. And so, um, yeah, so I, 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 I see, you know, I have a picture of you and Ken that I put up and, uh, and I have the billboard for I married the war and I put that quote up there. So, uh, and, and again, then I see, uh, and then Ken's in another part of it where he talks about alcohol uh, I so I see I mm-hmm. see him every day, and um, and then I, and then I tell the part of the story of you know well, um, you know you meet Ken you begin to help him tell a story, and then you know I mean and then you know I think you tell him that you know the drinking has to stop right, and what's interesting um, is that I'm sure Betty wasn't the first person that told Ken his drinking needed to stop. <laughs> and I and I think there was probably Actually, his, I think there was probably a fairly standard answer to that too. Well, the the first one was his daughter. 
my my wonderful stepdaughter, Dad, you've got to stop drinking. Yeah. So that's where that's I that I believe is the first person who ever said that to him. And the um, but uh, my in my own opinion, I mean, I think that you helping him tell his story makes all that different, right? I mean, it's not just, you know, another woman who's telling me I should be drinking, blah, 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 blah. It's somebody who's, you know, in a different part of my life. And so, um, and if I recall, Ken's telling me this story in, in an interview, and, uh, and and he talks about his drinking. He's, and and I can I can recite it because I hear it so often. And you know I used to drink a case of beer and then a bottle of wine or a half a fifth of whiskey. I was consuming large amounts and uh, of alcohol. And then so he says that in the interview. And then I, I I Betty somehow sent me a message and said, you know Mac, there's something he didn't tell you. And that that he stopped doing that cold turkey. Am I remembering that right? He came home. He'd made up his mind um, probably in the bar. And he came home and he said, get rid of it all. Pour it all down the drain. We had a nice little bar full of alcohol. And and uh, so I went right over and poured it all down the drain, and that was it. That was it. Lance Corporals, so, do, um, Lance, he, Lance Corporals do amazing things. I agree. <laughs> From personal experience. I mean, I, you know, I, through the years, that we've been married over 36 years now, and um, it still astounds me that he had the strength to do that. And he says, when I talked to him about it, he said, you just have to make up your mind that that's what you're going to do. And you can't change your mind. And Well, um, that, I will tell you this. That might be an oversimplification on Ken's part. Because well, sure. You, right? I mean, because you have people that, that try to commit to that. And for whatever reason they they succumb to it and mm -hmm. he probably channeled a lot of his energy into that betty what do you think mhm mm oh yeah definitely it changed it changed his demeanor his personality a lot too um while he was discovering you know who he really was and and um but i do have to say that that one thing that never changed is he has dealt with his experience in Vietnam every day of his life and he's never denied it he's never pushed it away just when it comes to him he thinks about it deals with it and moves on and um, whether he was drinking or not um, this has been his life yeah. so um, you know, that's, I, I think that's helped him too. That he hasn't run from the experience. You, you know, one of the other things yeah. that, that if you watch uh, Ken and Betty's first documentary, which is called Bravo, Common Man, Uncommon Valor, is it still available on Amazon Prime? Absolutely. 
Right. And we're um, planning to put it up on other platforms in the near future too. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. One of the things you you learn in when you watch that is how young Ken and his comrades were when they when they went to Vietnam, as opposed to the way we are now in the American military. Um, you know, most of the guys that appear, I mean, they were 17, 18, 19 year old guys. I mean, they were just exactly. young, young, young. They were so young. It's amazing uh, when you look at them and you hear them talk about how old they were, you know, and then, so, I mean, they were like 19 and they'd been in Vietnam for a year. And you're yeah. just, you you listen, you're like, geez, you gotta be kidding me. So fascinating. The um, all right. So first of all, for people that haven't heard about "I Married the War," can you give them a little thumbnail um, of uh, what the movie's about, and then what you guys have been doing with it uh, for the last several months, and then we'll talk about what's going on in uh, in Beverly Hills on Saturday. All right. Um, well, when we were filming Bravo, it became very clear to us that there was another story to tell. And um, because as we interviewed each man, we also uh, met their wives and had, you know, talks with them. And, and uh, I realized that I wasn't the only wife who had um, experienced life with uh, a combat veteran and all the the issues he brought home with himself and and the longer I looked at it and the longer we thought about it we realized that you know these wives and spouses now because women have gone to war too in recent years um, have never have never been acknowledged have only recently been supported with programs um, there's just not been a lot out there for for wives to seek a community and um so we we realized we have to tell their story and as far as i know it has never been told in a documentary film yet um in the way that that we have anyway we interviewed 11 wives from world war ii uh the korean war the vietnam war and iraq and afghanistan and from those eras and um, we with our incredible editor John Nutt um, have put together an hour and a half documentary um, where these women talk about their their lives and how they've dealt with issues and how they've come to understand themselves better in the process and um, have found ways to help their husbands and understand them and um, move forward with their lives without losing their own identities. Um, and so we have this um, wonderful film that, um, as it goes out around the world, is not only touching lives of veterans, but also anyone who's been through a major trauma. Um, and um, it's, it's helping people understand particularly um, military spouses, that they are not alone, that there are others out there. In fact, there are, they're now called military caregivers, 
and there are over five and a half million military caregivers around our nation. Wow. The um, okay, so that's the film. Um, one thing I find interesting in the film is the guys do not appear in the film. I mean, they appear visually, but uh, but the 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 documentary is completely based based and centered on uh, the women in the film. Um, the um, tell us what you know. So you so this has been challenging because of COVID and the restrictions that that COVID has uh, placed on. Uh, public gatherings and and when you do gather what you have to do and things like that so talk to us about um, how many different film festivals uh, has it been in and um, and 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 what is the significance of 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 a film festival and and why as documentary producers would do you do that Um, it's it's a great way to get your film out to the world quickly um, and get recognition among the um, the industry, the uh, cinematic arts industry, um, to bring awareness to the film and the issue. And um, so before you can actually release the film, um, you go through the the film festival circuit and um, so far, um, and it's a very objective or um, yeah, the judges, you know, all have what they're looking for. So you don't, you know, you don't get selected in for every festival you've entered. But um, we've been very fortunate to be uh, participating in four different festivals. And um, the most recent one that we're going to be talking about is the Lady Filmmakers um, Film Festival, where they celebrate women who are uh, producing film along with the men who collaborate with them. So, um, but you're right, um, the film festival world is very different now because of COVID and so much of it is virtual. They're doing most of the festivals online. They're doing a few hybrid festivals, which this upcoming one is a hybrid, where they're doing it both online and in person, but very carefully social distanced and um, safe for uh, group situations. So, um, and, you know, normally you would be going to to these festivals and... um, socializing with so many people, but um, that's not to be right now. But there is a, uh, there is a film festival this coming weekend. And uh, let's talk about that. Um, And, and you're here to invite people to attend. Yes. Absolutely. We would love to see people there and, and uh, they have the film festival managers. It's like I said, it's the Lady Filmmakers Film Festival, which is at ladyfilmmakers.com. And um, they believe so much in our film, in this story, that they are offering a discount for any military active, reserve, or retired military and their families. Um, they're offering a half price ticket to them. So, um, so what is I'm what is the half price? What's the price of a ticket? 
Uh, normally the price is twenty dollars, so okay. they're offering it to military at ten dollars. Okay, and so let's and talk about a that. So special it, code. Uh oh. Um, when they buy when they buy the tickets online, they have to um, enter the code, and um, then there is one other stipulation: is when they come to the door, they show their military ID plus their um, vaccine cards. Got it. Got it. So you've yeah. got to be vaccinated, just so everybody understands that. So don't show up unvaccinated and start causing trouble, okay? Cause Ken, <laughs> now Ken, who would do that? Because <laughs> Ken, Ken, Ken will throw you out, okay? <laughs> um, the, um, so let's talk about it. So where is it, where is it being held on Saturday? It's being held at the Film Arts Theater on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Whoa. Hills. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> so, let me tell you. I don't know if it's a dump or not, but it's, uh, it's in the high rent district. It's on the right street anyway. <laughs> Wilshire Boulevard. How about that? I'm a couple saying, of hayseeds. A couple of hayseeds from Idaho. Wow. <laughs> We're Pe- still pinching ourselves. <laughs> I can imagine. So uh, does everybody have to wear a tux or what's going on with that? No. No. no? Um, there's not really any dress code. I mean, Ken will be wearing a suit, but, um, God bless, you know. God bless him. I know. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> not his favorite thing to do. <laughs> the, he dresses up all right. Oh yeah. The, um, he up good. <laughs> well, he knows, he knows it's a requirement. The, um, yeah, you know, that story about cutting his hair when we got, uh, when we were going to see General Neller at the, um, um, Marine Corps um, awards ceremony that we went to. <laughs> no, I've never heard it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we um, when we went for the um, special award through the uh, Marine Corps Heritage Foundation there mm-hmm. at the um, at the Marine Corps Museum, mm-hmm. and I, it, it was a black tie and. Um, and Ken decided at the last minute, you know, I better cut my hair because he had grown his hair where it was in a ponytail. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? And He's that he guy. Decided. Those he Viet- hey, not- those Vietnam veterans do that shit. Well, he only did it for a short period of time. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't just matter. Just for the he, fun of it. He did it? Just for the fun of it, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he just, you know, there's that Marine coming out. He just Thank God. Up here. But yeah, really. <laughs> Thank God he came to his senses with a ponytail. I'm going to I'm gonna have to ask him about that. What What was that? Was that a cry for help, Ken? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the um okay so what time does it start on saturday Five fifteen. Five fifteen. is when the movie starts yeah. okay and uh yeah. so if you go online so first of all give us the website where do we find all this ladyfilmmakers.com okay ladyfilmmakers.com and, and uh right at and, the top there's uh it says 2021 official selections and you just Click on that, and there's a link to go to get the tickets. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got Either it. to the virtual festival or um, for the, uh, if, you know, in-person festival. But we want people to come in person, right? That's what we want. Oh, I would love that because they, you know, that's that's our goal is to um, pack pack the house socially distanced in this case, but yeah. uh, the what, more the merrier. Whatever the hell that means, pack the house socially distanced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
the uh, <laughs> sell out the tickets that are available. Let's there you go. That. <laughs> but uh, just so everybody knows, uh, I got to. I mean, Betty very graciously and Ken uh, said, "Hey, would you like to see it?" And I said, "I'd love to see it." And I, and I will tell you this: uh, I told them afterwards. I said, "I think you have made an unbelievable product." Um, I live in this world of uh, of post uh, of the world of post traumatic life, and I, I I just think it's an absolutely uh, wonderful piece of work. And I told them I think it will uh, it will resonate far beyond just you know uh, military trauma. That it will resonate among you know people that you know. I have this thing that trauma is trauma is trauma is trauma. You know, the delivery mechanism might be different, but the difference between, you know, a rape victim and a combat, you know, uh, person, in my opinion, are only cosmetic. The deep, deep, deep wounds are the same in both of them. And so I think that, and, and for that reason, I think that the the movie, the documentary, will be, well, its impact will be to a much broader audience than I think many people think um, because, um, you know, the world of trauma is much broader than, you know, the world of combat. And, uh, you know, and I, I, you know, in my home, uh, I don't have to look very far of all the terrible things I saw in Iraq and Afghanistan um, they pale in comparison to the murder of my nephews by my sister's husband. And uh, because of that event, I, I always say that I have bifocals when it comes to trauma, that the things that I saw were, were I mean, they were terrible. But I'm, I'm nowhere near my sister's zip code. And so I think that, that, that when you begin to kind of look at trauma and you look at the way people have to deal with it and, uh, and you look at... Um, you know, these women who, in the documentary, that, you know, they married Romeo in a uniform. Mm-hmm. And then Romeo gets broken or damaged, and uh, and they have to deal with, you know, uh, what's left. And, uh, and you're going to see, you know, how difficult, you're going to see their devotion. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a beautiful documentary that tells these, these stories about, um, you know, what life, you know, in... Uh, in a lot of times very difficult circumstances. And one of the things that, that you're going to see is that it didn't always work out the way people wanted it to. And uh, But I think that, that the power of the documentary is that <clears throat> whether you're a victim of child abuse, whether you're a victim of rape and your family deals with that, um, or any time of sexual violence, um, this documentary will speak to you. And... Uh, and it, I mean, it, it, I, I just think it's wonderfully done and, uh, and, and I loved it. And so do you have a favorite part in it, Betty? I mean, that's, I, I'm, I'm sure that you love all of it, but are there, I do, I do give us one scene, uh, give us one scene that, that you love. Well, one. I've probably told you this one before, um, when, um, Precious Goodson talks about her uh, journey with her husband and saying that because of this journey, she feels that she's a better person than she was before. And um, that just 
is so stunning to me, you know, to see the journey as, as a way of becoming a better person, you know. She's, she's studied a lot. She's researched a lot. She's participated in um, many things. She's a, a fellow of the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. Wow. She's, she got a doctorate in how to study online because, um, uh, you know, wives often their schedules are so erratic uh, that they couldn't possibly go to regular classes. And, um, and so this has been her dissertation is, is e-learning for military uh, spouses. So it's, um, it has, it's, it's created a, you know, she's doing what you talk about. She's doing, she's doing something good in the world. She's helping people. And no, that came I, not I, only I was, from was, her husband's trauma, but hers as well. Right. Uh, in fact, I was going to say that I said, I, I believe I, I call that post-traumatic winning. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and especially not, not simply, you know, and, and what's organic to post-traumatic winning is, is helping others. Um, post-traumatic, mm-hmm. post-traumatic growth is that you benefited. Post-traumatic winning is, is that you then turned, t- took that and you devoted it to other people. And, uh, and therein lies, in my opinion, uh, the line that, that I, I differentiate the two. And when you see people do, and, and, and you know, what's interesting is I'll get asked like, well, how did you come to this? How did you figure it out? And after I facetiously say, well, I mean, come on, I'm brilliant. I mean, what, what such a silly question, right? <laughs> of um, course. <laughs> of course. Right. And so, um, but the truth is, uh, in my opinion, there is no other path. The other, the other path is endurance, right? It's to medicate and to go to therapy and to, and, and when a lot of times that stuff, I mean, it, I mean, if you look at our statistics, it doesn't work so well. And so in my opinion, there is only one path and that is a path of transformation, which ultimately takes, takes you down this trail to devote yourself to other people. And so, um, and I think that if, if you want to live a great life, that is the only path. There is no other path than that. And so when you see people doing that and you see the circumstances that they did it, um, I mean, I think it, for me anyway, it takes my breath away. In fact, I had dinner, mm-hmm. I had dinner tonight with a, with a Marine here in North Carolina. And uh, he said, he said, hey, could I talk to you? Called and texted me. He had been to post-medic winning. And... <clears throat> And uh, I said, well, why don't we go to dinner? He said, wow. He said, that'd be awesome. And then I texted him and he said, is it okay if my wife comes? And mm-hmm. I said, "I said, sure. And so we're at dinner and uh, his wife went to the restroom. And he looked at me and he said, I'm interested in this because of my wife. She had a very, very difficult you know, childhood. And um, the more I learn, the more I can help her. And mm-hmm. it, I, it just struck me as such a beautiful, right, thing mm-hmm. that here's this mm-hmm. young guy who's so concerned about his wife, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so interested in helping her, so devoted to her, you know, that he took me out to he took me out to he took me out to dinner, <laughs> went out of his way to contact me, you know, mm-hmm. and we had this wonderful conversation. She's uh, leaving. She's she. Former Marine, she um, just getting out of the Marine Corps, and uh, had this wonderful conversation. 
you know, during dinner. But mm-hmm. it's just, I just thought, you know, that is a beautiful thing when you see somebody that devoted to somebody else, somebody so willing to learn and eager to learn. Uh, it's just very cool. So, Good so, example. Yes. Yep. The, um, all right. So let's go over the website one more time. So if you want to go to see, this isn't a premiere. This is a film festival, right? I don't want to get over. Right. My, I don't get, right. want to get over my skis right now. So we'll uh, we'll do our premiere uh, after this. Yeah. And where's that going to be? Online. <laughs> what? No, it's got to yes. be an event. I know. Because well, I want be. to go to it. I we want you to, um, but we do. Uh, we want to get this out there where it can start reaching people. Right. And if we wait until things settle down with the pandemic, it could be a long time. So, we are going to start with the virtual premiere, and then uh, when things ease off, then we'll start doing uh, in-person ones around around the country. So that's the plan. <laughs> the um, all right. So and the website is. Ladyfilmmakers.com. Got it. All right. And it's uh, program number twelve. I married the war. And what's the secret? Co- what's the secret code? The secret code, which will now not be secret, is um, <laughs> <laughs> military with a capital M. Five zero, and then the word off. Whoa! Uh, all, all lowercase. Oh, military five zero off. Wow. How about that? (laughs) And then bring uh, your military ID and your vaccination card with you. Military five zero off. And the M in military is capitalized, everything else lowercase. Got it. And there's your discount. There's your discount code, folks. You can then use that money and buy popcorn. So the um all right, and it starts uh for those people that are going to it live, it starts at what time? Five fifteen PM. Five fifteen PM this Saturday. What's the date on Saturday? Twenty six. Twenty fifth. What? Twenty what which is it? <laughs> Today's Wednesday, the twenty second. It is Saturday the 25th, 2-5. Got it. All right. Betty Rogers is her name. She is the co-producer of the documentary entitled I Married the War. And they can go to your website, Betty. Can you tell everybody where the website is? IMarriedTheWar.com. We're also on Facebook at IMarriedTheWar.com. Or at, at IMarriedTheWar on Facebook. There you go. That's where we post most of our activities. You can check that out, and you can, if you have any questions, you can uh, you can get a hold of Betty through both those entities. And uh, and uh, I, again, I, I've been huge fans uh, of theirs since I uh, saw Bravo. Then I met them. That's right. Hung out in a bar with them. And we kind of did a little <laughs> therapy session on Betty. Like, I understand Ken's problems, but uh, what about the woman who sees that and says, yeah, that's for me. I mean, I the comment I made was, you might have more problems than he does. Um, but we won't get into that. We won't get into that. But uh, we, I had got a chance to hang out with them. And then, uh, and then but I've, I've been um, a huge fan of their work. 
Um, there's, there's things about Bravo that I talk about on a regular basis. Um, I talk about the ending of the documentary where guys from Bravo Company, 1st Battalion, 26 Marines, talk about what it was like to come home to a country that didn't want to deal with them. And uh, one of the quotes that I'll never forget is, you can tell me who said this after I say it, but uh, he says, I just wanted my country to love me as much as, as, much as I love my country. Who yes. says that? Cal Bright. Cal Bright. Cal Bright. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you, man, it's, you watch that thing to the end, which you should, um, and you hear their stories about what it was like to come home. And, uh, and then I, when I talk about it, I, I, I tell whoever's in the audience, every chance that you have to take a Vietnam veteran, right, you do that because you get called a hero today. You get thanked for your service because of them. And uh, and we all owe them a huge debt of gratitude, and so uh, so Bravo, common men, uncommon valor, um, is where I first saw their work, and uh, I, it's just it's just incredibly well done, and uh, and then when I had a chance to see I Married the War, um, given all the work I do in in the area of post traumatic winning, I absolutely loved it because it is a deep. Um, deep look into what it is to live in this world of post-traumatic life and uh, and to try to do good things for somebody who's struggling. And, uh, and I love the way it was done. But my favorite line in the whole thing is, I have to be a better version of myself. And mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. is aspirational for all of us who go through these experiences. And I think it's very, very well said. And uh, it lives on a daily basis in post-traumatic winning. So, so... Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Betty, so thank you very much for doing this. And uh, I will see you on Saturday. And uh, give Kenneth my best. And thank you very much for doing this. <laughs> oh, I will. And thank you so much, Mac. And thanks for the work that you do. You bet. You bet. My pleasure. That is Betty Rogers. More of All Marine Radio coming up next right here on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. 